0: Welcome to Divine Intimacy Radio, a co-production of EWTN Radio and SpiritualDirection.com, where we provide you with a spiritual haven of rest and explore the riches of the wisdom of the saints and the path to union with God.
1: This is Dan and Stephanie Burke. Welcome to Divine Intimacy Radio, your radio haven of rest.
0: Your hermitage of the heart.
1: Your monastery of the mind, where we lift our hearts and minds to heaven to deal with the difficulties of life, the tumult of life, to gain wisdom and perspective from the saints, scripture, the magisterium, all that good stuff.
0: Find light in the darkness.
1: Light in the darkness. Yeah, there's
0: that's, a lot of it out there right now.
1: That's a kind of a talk. That's part of the show today.
0: Okay, well, there you go.
1: So the title of the show is The Danger of Looking Past God. And I actually did a reflection in Apostoli V this morning for that. I think I posted it today. But it was based on something that happened to you and me and Jordan yesterday when we were driving into the retreat center. And if you remember, we were, I can't remember who started it, but we were in awe at the beauty of the retreat center, right? Mm -hmm. And I said, we have to be very careful that we never grow tired of this beauty and that we're always grateful do you remember that moment
0: right that we don't become complacent right that we don't miss the glory of what's happening
1: and we and and we and so that i've been musing on that you know since that happened because one of the issues of this place is and because we worked 10 hours yesterday straight i don't know all three of us
0: yeah i walked almost thirteen thousand steps yeah so so we worked
1: so it was a day off it was what's funny about it it's a day off for the avila institutes nobody was here nobody's pulling on us no meetings anything so we all just decided the three of us hey let's just you know in a very peaceful restful way if that sounds funny because there's no deadlines nobody you know let's just get some stuff done around here that we normally. Yeah,
0: physical stuff. Yeah. Beautification, I planted a lot. Right, so here's
1: the thing about this place. There are 3,654 billion things wrong here.
0: (laughs) And it's in great shape. It's just, it's just a farm. It's a working farm. It's a working piece of land. There's right. always something to do.
1: Right. It's 60 acres. I don't know how people deal with like 400 acres or whatever. It's 60 acres. Yeah. A 16 acre Lake. And uh, uh, God allowed the community uh, possibly VA to purchase this last year. And uh, it's a, it's a private retreat center, uh, but we won't go into the details on that. But it's the so it had about ten years of deferred maintenance. Yeah. It, it wasn't totally let go, but it it was, and it was kind of a a very large house or two houses on the property, one very large one that had four people that were going to turn into a you know room for fourteen or whatever. And um, but there's just a million things to do here. Uh, there's issues with eroding borders on the lake. There's trees that have fallen down. It is an exquisite property. Like right now, if you drove up, you probably wouldn't see any of that. You'd just be in awe of the beauty. Mm -hmm. But the issue is that what can happen to us in our humanity, which is super destructive spiritually, is that we can look past all the the beauty and the glory that God has given us Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and only focus on the negative, what needs to be done. Because all day yesterday for 10 hours, all we did, all I did with Jordan is work on erosion control, which is what happens when it rains and the problems that we have with erosion on the roads. We have little swamps here and there, you know, uh, and we don't have enough storage space for 60, 60 acres requires a certain amount of equipment, certain amount of storage space, and we don't have enough storage space. And so looking at all that, you can miss the beauty, and I think that is a spiritual disease mm-hmm. based on our, the fall, based on our concupiscence, that is incredibly dangerous. Yeah, it's
0: that, a, like a cloudiness. Right, that's...
1: that we're always seeing the negative. Right. Does that make sense? I've been there in my life yeah, where all that I was looking at was this is wrong and that's wrong, instead of looking at, well, look. I have food. I get to eat what I want. Generally speaking, I can eat anything I want, uh, outside of what I'm allergic to, mm-hmm. or that I'm willing to pay for. I mm-hmm. can, I, I have the bed sheets I want. I have the clothing I want. I have fresh water. And I think that the, the devil is the author of, of negativity, and he tries to get us. Because gratitude is very attractive to God, and it,
0: it's actually essential.
1: Yeah. Well, tell me about
0: that. Yeah. I. You know. I've just. Uh, so, I think one of the devil's main tools is dissatisfaction. Mm-hmm. You know, as you were saying, it dissatisfaction turns into a critical spirit, turns mm-hmm. into bitterness. It's this this way of constantly seeing what's wrong in ourselves, in others, in our environment, in what we have. I see it mostly played out in marriage. Mm-hmm. and it starts to work on the heart and mind um, uh, of one of the spouses. and it's just a terrible thing. It's like there's always something lacking, always something wrong. And just this ugh, you know, comes in. I don't even know how to qualify that that word. yeah, <laughs> that sound, but um, in that, we have to be really careful. and the the remedy, is to nurture gratitude. Right. And and one of the commitments that you and I have and through our community is that we list our gratitudes at the end of the day in our examine, mm-hmm. And we you always say to me, what's your top three? You know, mm-hmm. and I have like 15. Yeah. Uh, because I can't help it, you know, because I can think through the day, because I've nurtured this mm-hmm. sense of gratitude in my life that I can think through the day and go, wow, that was awesome and this was awesome. And you know, these little moments of my day will pop up, whether it's a little flower, whether it was the color of the petals of the roses, whether it's a smile of an individual, whether it's crossing paths with somebody who who is aching and by God's providence, they've put them, uh, you know, in my path for for what we how we can serve and love them. It's just beautiful, you know, and the more that you do that, the more the Lord says yes.
1: Yeah, because the garden of the soul, which is an analogy the, the spiritual doctors of the church use, St. Francis of Sale, Therese, Teresa of Avila, John of the Cross, it's cleansed and cleaned up and expanded through gratitude. Mm-hmm. I think in most mostly gratitude expands it, mm-hmm. and that's expanding, in essence, the habitation of God within us, which means there's more of Him more of God in our soul, in the garden of the soul. And it it requires discipline. And, and so one of the disciplines you mentioned, which is what we call a redemptive examine, which is that we, I mean, if you want to learn to hate the examination of conscience, only focus on what has failed, how you have failed in the
0: day, Yeah. right? <laughs> no, and you'll quickly become embittered.
1: And most people stop doing it yeah. really quick, especially lay people who don't have to do it but we do what's called a redemptive examine uh where we start with oh god come to my assistance the lord make haste to help me of course uh the beginning of the liturgy of the hours for the evening night prayer and then as you said i ask you what are your top three and then now what i did folks just so you know because she's so out of control i had to buy a buzzer so when she (laughs) hits like the sixth or seventh think of gratitude, I have this eh, noise that I make just so she knows that she's are been, you done. She's been punished. Are you done? You always do this. Right. Yeah. No, I can't I...
0: believe it. You're always saying thank you for something. and it's just, you know, <laughs> right, right. Right. So, <laughs>
1: so we began our examination with that. And then of course, even when we recognize we've fallen, we express gratitude to God for showing us otherwise mm-hmm. if we didn't see it then we just are slaves to it.
0: And you know, what happens is that a heart full of gratitude mm-hmm. turns into a heart full of love and it draws down the Lord. It draws down the Lord. He's he's so attracted to it and he just he's just like, yes, 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 my daughter. Yeah. And 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 so much more that you didn't even see, right? You know, I'm I'm grateful for these 25 million things and there's a billion that I didn't see. And he just keeps pouring his grace out on them. It's really important, very powerful.
1: I agree, and for spiritual health in general, but also yeah. just to live a life that's not miserable. You know, uh, I've talked about this before, but St. Benedict talked about, he used the phrase in his famous rule, um, uh, the devil's zealots, right, the devil's zealots. St. Teresa of Avila talks about how this same problem where a person begins to move toward God and they begin to see their own sin, and then he begins to show them the sins of others and get them to focus on negative things outside of themselves and brokenness, which is usually the brokenness of others. And it's a real temptation for those who are making progress in the spiritual life, because when you begin to see good, true good, the contrast gets stronger. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's more evident. Yeah, so it's more, it's natural that when you know better now, This shouldn't be this way. This should be this way, especially with liturgy. With me, it has been a big struggle, Uh, not recent, but historically. Once I studied the liturgy, I was shocked to discover the constant abuses in mass. But what the Lord had to do was to say, no, that's if I have some say, that's mine to focus on. Mm -hmm. But if I don't have some say, I need to blow it off and focus on the Lord and not let it distract me.
0: Yeah. And pray, you know, right. And, and I think that's the thing is that we can't turn off our senses or our, or our sensitivities because, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a pragmatic, I'm a teacher, you know, I see things that are wrong. It's part of my DNA Mm -hmm. because I'm supposed to go fix it, it, right? (laughs) right. As a mother, as a teacher, you know, you see where there's discrepancy or, or um, uh, you know, the famous word of impoverishment. I remember the person who introduced that into my life, the word impoverished, where there's something that's impoverished and and you want to fix it and build it up and fill it in with what's good, right, and holy and, and put things in right order. Um, but we have to be careful that the enemy doesn't grab a hold of that and take us on the other side of the path. When we start getting our lives right and turn us into those embittered, you know, church ladies who are just always unhappy because that's incredibly unhappy, or unattractive. It's like, okay, if that's what holiness is, that's you know, you're, but that you're, isn't you're, holiness. It's not holiness. It's, but right. I mean that we have to be careful what's on our face, what comes out of our mouth, what we're doing. We need to build up the body of the of Christ. Say what we need to say in truth, but with Immense love and then pray. Yeah. And then pray and build up the body of Christ through joy. Right. You know,
1: when we get back from the break, I want to keep talking about this because I think it's really important for people who are wanting to grow in holiness and wanting to have a life of peace uh, and joy, but who are drawn to focus on what's wrong, what's broken, what's negative, uh, because it's very destructive to the soul. So when we get back, that will be our conversation.
2: Discover more and apply today at avala-institute.org.
1: This is Dan and Stephanie Burke. Welcome back to Divine Intimacy Radio. We're talking about a question regarding how to deal with a generally negative disposition. Uh, I know this is contrary to joy and God's will. How can I get free from this? So, one, th- this person is halfway to uh, remedy, right? They realize they shouldn't be constantly negative. And a lot of us don't realize, a lot of people don't realize how often they're focused on what's wrong, what's broken instead of, so gratitude was the first thing we talked about uh, with respect to how to make sure we're not looking past God and the great graces he's given us and embrace those and make those preeminent. So then you gave the example that we do the, the regenerative exam or the um, regenerate, what is it? Redemptive examine. Yes. There you go. Redemptive examine. If you want to learn about this stuff, by the way, you head out to apostolivae.org, A-P-O-S-T-O-L-I-V-I-A-E.org. So one is awareness. Two, doing an examine that's positive and draws you to gratitude. Three is very difficult. I think probably the hardest one. And you know the passage in James, count it all joy, my brother, when you encounter various trials, or we have in Peter, where he says, look, this temporary light affliction is no big deal, right? Uh, While people are being imprisoned and crucified and, you know, they're crazy. Um,
0: I love James 1. I actually wrote it on a blank page in my prayer book just to remind myself. You wrote it out. Yes. yeah. Count it all joy when you, you know, go through. So how do
1: you do that? You know, it's easy to say, but Like, what does that look like? Can you remember a moment of difficulty where you're faced with something, you started down a negative path, and then you corrected?
0: Um, hmm. The one that comes most quickly to my mind, it's interesting that it comes up, is um, praying the novena. To Our Lady of Sorrows for a di- very difficult situation in our family, and um, you know it was heavy, it was very heavy. So again, we're not making light of people's trials and difficulties. I I just spoke to um, a mother, you know, a few days ago. I met a mother who uh, had a son who committed suicide. Yeah, wow. you know, and and has a number of family members that are struggling. Um, you know, there's, there's loads of suffering people who are struggling with financial difficulties with, with unwanted divorces and breakdowns in their family. So I took a very heavy trial and I took it to our lady of sorrows. because She is my go-to. And we know that through the piercings of her heart, that the thoughts of many are revealed. So we can entrust ourselves in that sorrow. So it's not that we go skipping and jumping, that is not what we're talking about and we're not pretending we're not pretending we're not making Blossing light of over, it yeah. we're we're not being um we're not indifferent which is a not a good spirit that is not of the lord detachment is indifference is not the, there's two different things yeah there's yeah. two different things so in taking that to to where it needs to go right properly entrusting it to her and in that it brought me you know immense sorrow and and Sarah, the sorrow of god for what had happened the sins my own complicity in it and the tears that came with it right but even in that pain as i was crying you know i was with our lady and i was with our lord i felt very accompanied and i and i knew that it was going to bring about a spiritual good i just knew that there was something coming from that i have come to understand time and time again, that when trials come and it comes with experience and it comes with a lot of trust, and sometimes it comes with begging the Lord to to help us to trust, right? When we just feel like it's going to crush us. Lord, help me in this. Help me to trust you more. Lord, I trust in you. Blessed mother, help me to walk with this. And you keep offering it up, offering it up, offering up, trusting that the Lord is going to bring a greater good. And he did. And how do you,
1: how, well, how do you offer it up? Like, what does that mean? I, I've, I've heard, I like, I heard a podcast recently about that's just stupid and that's trite and blah, blah, blah. And uh, I thought, well, I guess if you toss out scripture, uh, you can have that attitude, but you really can't because then you're saying, well, Paul is being trite by saying, or James is being trite by saying count no. all joy or Peter's being trite by saying, you know, just in temporary light affliction or Paul is being tried by saying, you know, you, you've not, there's no temptation or trial, which has overcome you where you don't have enough strength from God to to deal with it. Right. You can't have that view and be consistent with scripture and tradition. It's it's what you're doing is you're overreacting to shallow Christianity by throwing out the authentic remedies because you don't understand the authentic remedies, but what does it mean to offer it up, really?
0: To to really offer it up is an interior disposition and it comes in prayer. Mm-hmm. Right. So I go to that place of pain and I offer it to the to our lady, and it's with my words. And I offer it to the Lord and I offer it to God the Father, united to the to the sacrifice, the blood, soul, divinity, you know, blood bought body, soul, divinity of our Lord to the Father in reparation for the sin the brokenness that it's, that it's created, the difficulty in the family, whatever it is. Right. But we need to understand that that pain within us has a purpose. Right. And, you know, I was just working with a young mother just recently and she's struggling, you know, and there's this huge storm around her. Everything's uncertain. She's afraid. And I said, banish all the fear you've stepped out on the boat, the Lord's calling you, you're on that water, Mm -hmm. you're on that water, and in Jesus' name, you banish all fear, and you keep your eyes on Christ, and you keep offering your pain and your sorrow for the sake of your marriage, of your children, of of your family, Mm -hmm. right, And and your husband, whatever it is, right? So there's a real purpose to that, and we can look to Our Lady, she didn't, she didn't crumble underneath the weight of the crucifixion of her son. She offered that to God, to the, God the Father. The Lord allows things. We don't understand it, but they have a purpose and he will bring about a greater good if we trust him, if we keep ourselves united to him and offer that up interiorly in our prayer with a real act of, of, of deep love and sacrifice. I give this to you.
1: So the so it goes intellect, will, right? And then affect. Heart. Heart. But the step one of getting out of negativity is one, recognizing the providence of God.
0: Yeah, and and seeing and understanding that you're negative, right?
1: And I'll, a book I'll recommend to you is uh, uh, Sacrament of the Present Moment by Jean-Pierre de Cousade, C-A-U-S-S-A-D-E. And the best translation is by Kitty Muggeridge, uh, Malcolm Muggeridge's wife. Great book. um, Searching for and Maintaining Peace by Jacques Philippe. That's more modern. And then there's one by St. Alphonsus Liguori, Jordan Burke. um, Uniformity with God's Will. Those three books are like rock star books on this. To get your heart and mind properly oriented to, okay, what is God's will and how am I resisting his will when I say, when I get angry with suffering, or I say no, or whatever.
0: Or bitter, or I fight, or I'm, you know, right.
1: So one, getting past the resisting by recognizing, so yielding. to offering it up and saying, I'm suffering. I want to unite this. You're saying this to God, Lord, I want to unite this with the sacrifice of Jesus for the salvation of X, for the you know, the restoration the, of our family, the renewal of the, of the, of the curia, the, you know, whatever in the salvation church.
0: of my soul, the yes. soul of, of my children, my husband, whatever it is. Right.
1: And then this is totally. So when you get your intellect, right, what is the truth? Then you orient your will, which is you act on the truth. Then your emotions get healthy.
0: Right. Then but you if can... you have
1: to do it in that order, but if you let your emotions dictate, you're going to be Wrecked.
0: if they if your emotions are not properly ordered because right? I formed. I now that I'm more rightly ordered not I'll never be perfect I always just keep working on this is that now my emotions facilitate that because right. those our emotions aren't bad if they're properly ordered yeah, right if- so my sorrow my pain my tears my frustration, Uh, my anger, as long as I'm not acting on it. Or if it could be righteous. Right. Whatever that is, if I offer it and I utilize that energy and that behind those emotions towards offering it to our Lord, and and it's okay to say, I don't understand. I feel like I'm dying under this weight. Mm -hmm. Please help me, Lord. Please help me because I don't know how to do this, but I offer it to you. And I mean, I have done that. From the core of my being. Oh, I don't just, understand just from this. being married to me. Well, I'm, you know, whatever it is, please help me with this.
1: Last step I want to get to is really vital, is counting it all joy. Right. As an act of the will and saying, Lord, I choose to praise you in the midst of this difficulty.
0: And I know you will bring about a greater good. Which is affirming. I believe you will bring about. Yeah. Right.
1: So we're going through this intellect, this intellect will affect the cycle and we're purifying that right. by constantly saying hey this is your will i need to yield to it i recognize it i need to be holy in it and here's what scripture says the mindset on the flesh is death the mindset of the on the low and earthly things is death but the night mindset of the spirit is life and joy and peace the way you know you're living in the spirit if you will that you're abiding with jesus that john Uh, the apostle john speaks about is when you face these circumstances and you can face them in joy not with a constant frown not with a constant list of negatives not with the ways i've been offended none of that but instead the lord's put this in my life because i need it for my salvation Mm -hmm. right the lord has put this in my life to set me free to so i will seek healing not that the other person needs to be fixed so these are the secrets i think to really avoiding this danger of looking past God, uh, come, being able to deal in joy with the difficulties that we face because the, that's what the Lord wants. He wants to set us free.
0: Yeah, and and even more, on top of all that, it's not always about us. Sometimes it's about our being given the gift to participate in redemption, mm-hmm. right? To join our suffering for someone else, for the sake of someone else, right? And we can never discount the importance of that. It's a part of our intercessory prayer that's very physical um, and it's very emotional and, in, and it's all of us and it, it's really important.
1: There's a saying, about a sad saint's a bad saint. I would like to fix that. Right. Uh, a sad saint is no saint at all. Mm. Um, a saint is a saint is a person who knows the joy of the Lord, intimacy with the Lord, clear about the sovereignty of God, participating in His redemption of the world and moving forward in faith, in joy, in peace. And with that, we've got to end the show.
0: Okay. Well, until next time, may the God of peace make you perfect in holiness. May He preserve you whole and entire, spirit, soul, and body, irreproachable at the coming of our Lord, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Learn more about the interior life. Visit spiritualdirection.com. Divine Intimacy Radio is a co-production of EWTN Radio and spiritualdirection.com and heard worldwide on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network.